Hello and welcome to the Rundown New Music Podcast, episode number eight. I'm joined by the one and only Lewis and Fabrice. Yeah, we're from Scarlet Saint. Hi, nice to be here. Hi. Yes, it's nice to have you here. Nice it's to have all, you here. It's also Lois, not Lewis. Oh, just, just to correct you, I'm sorry. Otherwise, we'll be the whole podcast and we'll be, you know, you know mispronounced. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It, it stays in. It stays in. I won't be removing it. So <laughs> I'll just say you. <laughs> you and you and you. Okay. Uh, nice to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. We're going to be talking about locks in the city uh, very shortly. Tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. So we are Scarlet Sane and... Myself, I'm a Scottish singer-songwriter. I was writing before in London. I've lived in London for a few years now. And I was writing my songs. And then I met Fabrice and we decided to join up um, as a duo. And we make um, alternative rock music primarily. Currently, we've just recorded our debut EP. And yeah, we've just released the first song that is locked in the city and we'll talk about that and yeah we have a few more songs coming in the next few months and then a second EP we're going to record in the summer and then hopefully some gigs and some small festivals uh that's the plan but yeah I was born in Glasgow and I moved to London you know about 10 years ago and to pursue my dream of music in the big city and it's not been smooth sailing I'll tell you that but um, yeah, I have. I still have a strong connection to my Scottish roots, and yeah. If brief, if you wanna. Can you see it all? Well, we'll get to hear more from you both in a moment. But first, let's have a listen to the reason why you are here. Songs called "Locked in the City." It came out on the tenth of December, twenty twenty-one.
locked in the city. Tell me about it. Where did it come from? How did it start? Mm, okay. I heard something earlier on before we started about lost in this city, but... Oh, yeah. Well, that's the story of, you know, further in the writing process and in the recording process. But, I mean, the song came from, you know, just a couple of lines that I wrote in my notebook when I was on the tube one day. Um, the tube, the underground in London. And the first lines from the song were just British weather, you've got me so grey. London town every day is the same. And that's pretty much all I had for months. And I had a melody idea in my head. Well, lockdown hit. Yeah. <laughs> and first <laughs> lockdown hit. And I had to um, go from my flat in London to back up north, back to my family home in Scotland. And I was there for sort of the whole of the first lockdown. Um, I was there with my mom and my brother. And it just sort of, whereas before it had been forced, it, it just came to me like the lyrics and the melody developed. And it was really born out of an isolation sort of period where I was really creative at the time, but I was also feeling pretty isolated and lonely. I'd just gone through a breakup. You know, it, it all came from these sort of feelings of trying to make sense of everything because I feel like everything at the time was so chaotic and, you know, every every day on the news it was panic and, you know, people were out panic buying everything and we all thought we were, you know, going to be experiencing the apocalypse. Toilet roll, milk, bread. Oh, spaghetti. Eggs, yeah. <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> So, yeah, it just came from really making sense of those feelings and as a sort of beacon of hope in, in my mind, it gave me something to focus on, you know, to, to write that song. And then when me and Fabrice started working together, you know, we actually met virtually before um, we met in person in london because well, I, actually the funny story is we were <laughs> supposed to meet the day of the of the lockdown or something and so we yeah it was like so, the day oh, of you, the... oh, you were going back to scotland that day everyone was freaking out and so at the moment we we're supposed to start the something she called me well, oh i'm sorry i have to go oh fair enough and she told me see, see you in two weeks yeah <laughs> We said, I'll see you in eight months, actually. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we started kind of virtually... Um... Sending things back and forth. Yeah. And, yeah, and you were recording guitar and I was recording vocals and, you know, recording some synths or whatever it was. And... Yeah, and, and, that, and that was a nightmare because we're not even using the same software. Uh, oh, so... cool. Yeah, using yeah. different music production <laughs> that, was, that was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it was a nightmare. It came full circle, though. I mean, it, you know, it was a journey with that first song. And that first song was really the sort of catalyst for making the EP. But, but actually, that's not even the first song we collaborated on. What are you talking about? Uh, we started to collaborate on a different song and then uh, came Locked in this City. See, I can't even remember. I, I remember. Like, <laughs> I remember. Like a, it feels like a blur. But yeah, so that's, yeah, so that's the gist of Locked in the City. Yeah. You know, and we've had a, a few blogs that have said some things about it, and I'm like, oh, yes, it does mean that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I think with songs, they kind of take on new life forms, they take on new meanings each time you listen to it. 
you know definitely definitely i, f- I feel like it's uh, uh yeah music can can fit any situation it just depends on you listening to it because everybody's different listening to locked in the city i'd got covid vibes you know like the city was locked down but and and yeah okay we're we're home we can do whatever we like but we can't do whatever we like because mm. we're all afraid to go out in case well we catch it mm. so and it's very it's a very the, what i got from the song as well it was very dark it was very gray i feel the album the album artwork kind of encapsulates it very well yes. i think it does over there. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a dystopian sort of idea that we we didn't have in mind. Well, I didn't have it in mind when I first, you know, wrote the the lyrics or the melody. I didn't have an idea of this, but then later on, we were thinking it does make sense. It, it did feel like living in a dystopian mm. sort of reality, like something from nineteen eighty four or. Brave New World, or you know, it, there was references to that, so it was kind of inspiring and, that sort of dark vibe. Yeah, as well. and there is that that thing is you you really see London from a very very different point of view. As yeah. as soon as you've got no life in London, it's oh. a very very different city. That's so uh, true. That's yeah. uh, it. It really becomes uh, yeah that kind of uh, it, it, you really feel like in a sci-fi movie where mm-hmm. when when London is uh, under lockdown, it's very very strange. It's uh, surreal. Yeah. At the time we were living near, well, we could see the Canary Wharf yeah. skyline. And I used to oh, take, yeah. uh, you've got, uh, I, I was at the time I was near Greenwich and I used to take the train uh, going to London Bridge and you're, and that was very, very strange. Really remind me, well, it's a funny example. If you remember Batman Begins, you've got the whole story with the train of Gotham City and you've got that kind of weird train to all around the city. Yeah. And, um, and I was, ex- and I was exactly like that. I was taking the, that train to go working and you, you had that train surrounded by massive buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can see the shard, you can see Canary Wharf, but also the city. And that's really um, kind of really, I think, impacted the song at some at some point because that's kind of, it was kind of a... Yeah, I mean, the con- that we're getting into the concept now rather than like what the song means or, mm. but it kind of, I mean, I think that the whole experience did just emphasize like our choices, like our musical choices and conceptual choices and for the artwork and what we wanted. And whilst, you know, it's a sort of designed as a breakup song, it became something else. It became something else to me and Mm -hmm. hopefully to the people that listen to it and like it. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's uh, it it makes you sort of wonder if, COVID hadn't been a thing or lockdown hadn't been a thing, would it just been that? Would it just been a breakup song? Would it have just it would been, have been a very different, Yeah, it would have been a very different song. And I had uh, different lyrics in mind for it before COVID, um, before COVID hit. And I never wanted to record it. I never wanted to go further with it because it just didn't seem right. Yeah. Um, even though the melody was pretty similar and everything was in place, it, the lyrics didn't make sense and it just wasn't the right, you know, version of the song. And I feel like there's some sort of mysticism with songwriting. Sometimes you have to wait for the right moment for a song to be, mm. you know, born mm-hmm. and to go with it. Yeah, and I think that that, that came in the form of COVID and you know, lockdown. 
Mm. Uh, crazy, crazy, cr- crazy stuff. Where would you say that you find your inspiration? Uh, just in general when it comes to songwriting and coming up with songs and, and, mm. and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've been going through, I mean, I'm at the Institute of Contemporary Music Performance, uh, ICMP, woo, shout out, <laughs> um, in London. And um, it's been a bit of an issue for me with writer's block um, over the last few months, because after we completed the EP, you know, I feel like once you complete a big project, you, you start to lose your sort of faith in, in your songwriting ability. Well, not that you lose your faith, mm. but you start to become a bit tired. You start to become a bit exhausted and it's like, you know, the process, you know what you have to go through again. And it's like, oh, if I start writing now, What's going to happen in a year's time? What, where am I going to be? Yeah. So I was kind of experiencing yeah. a block. And I think generally my inspiration comes from my experiences and, you know, just interactions with people or, or you know, being in nature or, you know, I don't want to sound too cliche either, but, you know, just generally from above somewhere it comes from. But I have been practicing more sought out like sought out techniques if that makes sense like actually practicing you know practicing the cut up technique by william burroughs and trying different things to encourage my creativity because you know i have to get this second ep done now so <laughs> need to get it moving <laughs> you're committed to it now. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there's no going back now so mm-hmm. yeah how about you? No, yeah, and, and I think, like you, there's also that thing that um, recording, especially because when we recorded was in well, when we started the pre-production and really thinking about the arrangement and the production of all the songs, we were in the middle of uh, of the third lockdown, so um, mm. we, we really had to to manage in in ways to to do everything by ourselves mm. and in everything to be ready when we could record and be the, the fastest as we could. Uh, but the, the fact is it's already very, very challenging to record any period, any time. But then you realize that that's just the beginning recording that really just the first step to mm. wear more steps because yeah. then, uh, yeah. Cause then you've got the, you know, post-production and then the idea of promotion, yeah, which I think makes mm. most artists feel a bit, eh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, I've got to sell myself now, but can I just like not do anything? <laughs> can I just write another song with some, someone is doing that for me? Yeah, can somebody <laughs> take care of that, please? So yeah, I mean, being an independent artist or a band is just like, oh, I've got to do all that sort of awkward stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, since we entered into a songwriting sort of partnership, you know, before, I mean, songwriting for me was always really isolated, really just me staying up with my keyboard with logic and just staying up till four or five a.m and smoking too many cigarettes and just like fuck it just doing my stuff and then like i had you know working with uh fabrice we ended up you know becoming a lot less controlled and you know it was a lot more free i feel Mm -hmm. Well, there, there have been loads of uh, great fun moments. Yes, yeah, it's been lots of, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, it, 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 it was, it, I think what was also very interesting is we, we were coming from very, very different, uh, some very, very different musical backgrounds mm. uh, that would um, eventually 
merge. I mean, uh, um, yeah, we were creating like a hybrid of rock. Yes, but also with some key common influences. Um, so we could find agreement on that. And I think it's kind of been very interesting because, as you said, we kind of had to make concessions. Yeah, um, we had to find ways to compromise that weren't mm. too compromising, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, where we weren't compromising who we were as artists. You know, Fabrice is a guitarist and he's been playing for a long time. I'm primarily a singer and, you know, I was a solo artist. And we are from, we, we still both are from a rock background, but we have opposite sort of tastes and influences in, within rock. If that makes sense, yeah. So yeah, we had to find a yeah, way to so bridge I mean, the gap. The, the, the meet the, the meeting between Iron Maiden and, uh, and Marilyn Manson has been that's been epic. To <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> go from that goth vibe to that macho rock vibe is, is interesting. Okay, <laughs> causes a few arguments, but we managed to deal with it. <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, you've been able to make it work, hence with Locked in the City, and no doubt we'll get to hear more from when you bring out that EP that you're talking about, uh, you've mentioned uh, briefly. Lockdown, how did that affect you? Lockdown, which one, the whole thing? <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, we'll start from the very beginning till, yeah. I mean... For me personally, I mean, you kind of got the snapshot of Locked in the City and how, you know, the writing process. And I, I was very creative during that time. It was it was hard. It was, you know, but it wasn't so hard to the point that it was unbearable. But, you know, I think for anybody being put into a situation like me going back to, um, you know, stay with my mom my brother who's got autism, you know, and it was just us three for the whole time. We didn't go out. My mum was the only one that went and did the shopping, you know, things like that. And, you know, having to be literally locked in a house, but what was, that was difficult, but we had a garden and, you know, we're, you know, quite, you know, we managed to deal okay. And it, it was just a very, I think, anxious time worldwide. And I think that a lot of us will be suffering from a little bit of PTSD from the whole experience, just because mm. globally we've all been through this mm. thing and mm. now we're expected to sort of return back to some sort of normality. Mm. But how can we, when we haven't fully dealt with the repercussions of this whole experience, but yeah, it was yeah. hard, but got through it. So, you know. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, if I had to to, uh, to sum it up, I would say first lockdown. I w I'm just going to say what I remember mainly. I'm going to say first lockdown, deep anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> like the apocalypse and Mad Max is actually quite boring. There was a bit yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, I then I would say second lockdown, denial. It was kind of, uh, the second lockdown was also a bit surreal in a way because everyone thought that they were kind of getting used to it. Mm. The lockdown was just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just very, very long. <laughs> yeah. Very, very long. And just kind of the idea that we'll never get through this. <laughs> uh, 
we were just tired now of yeah, it as well yeah. because it's like yeah we still go through the motions of like the masks and wearing those and you know doing the, an lft every other day or whatever it is but and we you know whoever whoever mm. gets vaccinated and you know we're vaccinated and, and things like that but i think it's just very tiring and i think we had a, we had a worse time than boris johnson but not as bad a time as a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, we were having parties uh, during lockdown. <laughs> we weren't. And that was actually upsetting me because my, my grandma died during the, the last lockdown. And it was so the time when Boris Johnson had that party. So I was pretty pissed off. Mm. No, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, yeah, that's, that's sad. No, he's uh, <laughs> no, he politicized the podcast, but uh, oh, yeah, he left. Sorry, that's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Boris is uh, or Bojo as we call him. Yeah, uh, get him get him it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not being too expressive. Yeah, you're not going to be political. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my country. It's not, I'm, yeah. not going to, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm not going to express my views. It would be rude. Let's not get into politics. They say when you first meet people, you're not meant to discuss politics, religion, or and, uh, main and mainly these. Yes. So, <laughs> go on. <laughs> you can yeah. cut that. It's fine. Oh no, I'm leaving it in. Uh, <laughs> it's it's beautiful. <laughs> nah, I don't mind. I don't mind. It was going to come up. It's but it, you know, we have to live with it. So I know. Uh, there's there's a lot going on right now. Partygate and some report, but I won't get into that. Yeah, swiftly moving on. <laughs> Thoughts on the local music scene in London and well, Glasgow. If you're able to comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the local music scene in London. Oh, where do you begin? I mean, <laughs> obviously. Obviously, again, it's had a it's had a bit of a a bashing mm. in the last few years because you know we haven't been able to go and see any gigs up until the last gig we went to. The last gig we went to together actually was actually a Scottish band. It was Lucia and the Best Boys in London, and we saw them in East London, and they were really great. Yeah, um, wasn't very, there was a very nice, it was gig. Very nice gig. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think. You know, the, the London music scene probably isn't what it used to be in the sense that it's maybe not as vibrant and as much the hub of everything in the UK as it used to be, you know, before I was born, before Fabrice was born, mm -hmm. before you were born, probably, you know, in the 70s yeah. or something. So, you know, it's not like you're going to go and see David Bowie play, you know, live or anything like that but it's still you know it's still exciting it's still fun you see at least you, you see have, have a scene you still have you know do, yeah. people going to the gigs of others um um musicians but also non-musicians just uh enjoying that uh that musical vibe mm -hmm. uh and where coming from a, a different city i i feel so there you've got less distinction between the genres in london I've seen regularly really rock and heavy metal guys going to the blues places and vice versa. And mm. then people would uh, hang around more in a um, kind of a funky uh, uh, vibe place. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's really that thing. Yeah, they're, they're, and I think that 
really the good thing about London. Yeah, um, I think that's one of the main pulls for me for the whole city of London is how diverse it is. And, you know, musically, it can be a bit spread out because, you know, you've got venues in Camden, you've got venues mm. across the city, you've got East London, obviously, you've got West and whatever. But I think that, you know, you have to travel quite far. It's not like it's all happening in the same place. Mm. But that sort of um, diversity is really, I don't know, I think that's really mm, good. Mm, mm. With Glasgow, I mean, I would be better to talk about it back in the day than I would <laughs> now, because the last time I went out properly in the music scene in Glasgow was when I was 13. And I used to go to the Cat House, which was my favorite venue. I used to go to the Unders, the under 18 nights. Yeah. Every Saturday, like clockwork, I would be standing outside Goma um, with all my other goth friends and um, I can picture it right now I, I, I recall I didn't I never went there personally but I can recall if I was traveling home and there'd be a massive queue on a Saturday mm -hmm. McDonald's was buzzing normally it was the cat house crew getting their food in before they went to have a party yeah and you used to go to McDonald's to go and put your makeup on as well I didn't know that but there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, top tip. But yeah, I mean, the cat house was like my main venue that I would go to up until, you know, I used to visit a lot more and I would still go to the cat house with my friends um, when I turned 18 as well. But yeah, I mean, I just see that there's a lot of good bands coming out of Glasgow and we recently went on a trip to Glasgow around... Mm -hmm. um, just after Christmas, so it was New Year's sort of time. And we just re really had a good time. Just like we didn't see any bands or anything, but there's just a great sort of musical vibe to the city. Oh, yeah. Well, um, more so than Edinburgh in that, like, I feel like the rock music scene is great there. It's kind of diverse as well. Like there's lots of things going on. I mean, Edinburgh is great for folk music and mm -hmm. you know for the fringe and everything but yeah i mean obviously i've got a soft spot for glasgow because it's my hometown so yeah glasgow what, what can you say about glasgow it's uh yeah there's i don't know how it is now it's been a while since i've been in the city center but uh wherever you went or at street cannon street we went Hall street yeah, we went, we did a massive walk. So we like got off at Heinland and then we ended up walking all the way to the university, to Glasgow University and then to Finiston and then into the city centre. So we did like a, you know, it was a big walk, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> a sort of welcome home Glasgow too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say was you would always hear someone out the street singing, busking. Even that that dude with the weird cats and the drums, and he just plays along to them. I don't know if you've seen outside the uh, so Yeah, there's so many different kinds of buskers. I haven't seen him, but there's some right characters, and that's <laughs> for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Now we're going to take a wee look at two songs. I'm going to get you guys to listen to two songs, and we'll talk about it. Nothing bad. Well, you can say whatever you like, really, but. Uh, no, that's great. Positive. 
First, we're going to listen to Beta Waves and French Touch, and that came out on the 5th of January Do you think it had the French touch? Oh, well, Fabrice is the expert. He's I do about the French, French touch. <laughs> so I'll leave it to him. Off you go. No, yeah, I just thought that the production was superb on that track. I was very, very impressed by the, the production, uh, which makes sense if it's called French, French touch, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a reference to the... <laughs> 
They'll all be saying, hey, who do you think you are? <laughs> um, no, but I, I was very, very impressed by uh, by the production of the of the track, uh, all the sounds. It's very um, kind of uh, also very uh, um, lots of very detailed. I don't know how to, mm-hmm. to say, but you, it's intricate. Yes, very surprising in a way. Uh, you've yeah. got lots of little sounds coming here and there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What very genre, enjoyable what, for that. What genre would you call this now, or subgenre? I'm struggling with all the subgenres. I don't know. Uh, um, electro rock? Some kind of electro rock? No, it's not electro rock. It's like techno, isn't it? Electro. Or just electro. Synth, anyway, techno, I don't know. <laughs> that was very good. Um, again, yeah, I, yeah, I thought the production was amazing. I really just enjoyed it. I could see myself listening to it on a beach, particularly. Mm, mm. Are they Scottish? They are indeed. Well, they managed to capture the sort of sunset beach vibes very well. So that's really, really impressive. They were not in Scotland. <laughs> they were in or something. Uh, yeah, I'll need to look into that. Uh, but yeah, just the disclaimer, uh, there was no connection between me picking this song and your friend being from France there is no like I did not know because I was wondering if there were the theme for the guests or something but yeah the the disclaimer (laughs) it's purely coincidence I did not know there was anyone else that came to Scarlet Saint I just knew there was you I didn't know there was a a, a, another person so yeah I know it's not very clear yeah well for future reference he is the lead guitarist from Scarlet Saint Oh, no. Now we know. Now, now we know. And he is French, so and we're having a French Scottish thing going on. The old alliance mm. had to get that in there. <laughs> three tip bit for you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, listening to French Touch. Yeah, definitely summer. I don't know where they got the idea for it. Maybe they've been talking to your guitarist here. Who knows? They found a ray of sunshine somewhere in these dark times, but uh yeah, uh, I agree. I could, could imagine here at a nightclub or something like that, especially mm-hmm. during the summer. Yeah, kind of, it's, it's, it's easy. You don't have to think too hard about it. You just, yeah, it either moves you or it doesn't. Um, yeah, it's got a groove. Mm-hmm. It has. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, can't complain. Can't complain. Nor can I complain about this next track from Spires, who are also from Scotland. I want to say Glasgow. <laughs> I think they are. And uh, this song came out on the 14th of January 2022. The song's called See Through You.
the Jews get to see through this track for what it was? No. What what's the question? I'm confused. Yeah, it's a trick sure. question. Sure. It's, it's a, a trick question. question. <laughs> it was great. Anyway. <laughs> what, what was the question? Uh well, I was I was trying to make a it was a bad well, you're making a pun on the right, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hence hence why I was saying, did you see through the song or did you see the song for what it's worth? Is probably the better way I could have put it, but yeah. <laughs> No, you're you're good. I mean, the song was really good. I really, mm -hmm. yeah, really liked the vocals. The guitar sound was really really cool. I thought as well. Yeah, yeah. And they had um, you know, a different kind of structure, even though it was verse chorus mm -hmm. verse. Mm -hmm. The second verse was a different style to the mm -hmm. first, and I really really thought that took it on a different sort of plane. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, took you on a different journey on the second verse. Mm -hmm. Really like the bass line. Yeah, can't yeah. complain with that. Yeah. yeah. All good things to say about that. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. Um, it's keeps you on your toes, so to speak. Compared to the previous tracks, you can expect the same. But no, they're showing, I feel like uh, they're showing that they can delve into other genres slightly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't sound too out of place. So maybe we'll get to hear them step into other genres. Who knows? Who knows? Who Versatility knows? is the key. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have anything to say? No. No. Just like you. you just uh, no, me. just very, just very happy uh, with that track. Just really nice. Yeah. Sounds and yeah, the guitar player. I just love the, just love the sound of the guitar. I was gonna, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we'd like love to it. see them live or mm -hmm. play with. Them. No. I'm nothing if I'm not cheeky. That's all I'm saying. Well, you never, you never know. It's it's a small world, and uh, you you could be the one opening for them, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Definitely be us opening for them, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> or collaborating together on a track. You never yeah, know. Collaboration would be great. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, mm -hmm. It's it, you never know in this world. Mm -hmm. The only limit is yourself. A straight of a manifestation. <laughs> there. I love it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Reining it in. What's in store for Scarlet Saint for the rest of this year and beyond? Ooh, exciting question. Ooh. Really exciting. Uh, well, for the rest of this year, we're going to release the other tracks. Uh, yeah. We've been recording. Well, so. Going to be part of the EP. Ooh. Yeah, we can't give you a month by month like breakdown, but we can say next month we're releasing the second single from the first EP, and then the other two will be coming soon. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> they will be coming when they come. Yeah, um, when they come. Yeah, this in in post production. Yeah, but, we're still in post production uh, and mixing and, stage, and when we've written, you know, the the sort of skeletons of the songs for the second EP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a few ideas, a few, yeah. few things. Uh, we, Rough demos and we're stuff. We're going to have a few gigs as a duo. So it will be different version of the song than what has been recorded. That's right. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, know. just because, uh, it, you know, it just makes sense as yeah. well. We're going to do acoustic versions of the songs. We're also going to do some uh, semi-acoustic, maybe electric, but just a, us as a duo. Yeah. Do some gigs. Um, that's that. But some gigs with a full band as well uh, mm -hmm. are in preparation. Mm -hmm. uh, we 
don't have the dates yet. They're kind of penciled, but for April, and can't really officially like say when. But yeah. that should be very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. If you're in London area, come and see us when we play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my dream is to play in Scotland this year mm -hmm. as well. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. I want to do a mini tour. Yeah. Of like you know Glasgow, maybe Inverness, Dundee, yeah. or something. But it's all dependent on what happens in the next few months. It's funny you mention a nice wee tour. I have an idea myself to do a little tour, but rather than me performing, because I'm not a performer by any means. <laughs> Only in the shower. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to do some interviews going around, not so much Scotland. Scotland's easy, but uh, the rest of the UK. Oh, cool. uh, and maybe hop out to Ireland as well, because kind of forget about those guys and gals. I, th I think it'd be nice. Yeah, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, sorry, I know the questions have to come to us, but what made you want to start this podcast and run a blog? Oh, a question on the questioner. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a, that is a very good question. Uh, I've, always <laughs> a, I've always had a love and fond for the local music scene. Mm -hmm. I just didn't always realise it yet. Beforehand, I used to do a podcast, did it with a friend. And uh, it didn't work out because we had different, different, different ideas on how to progress forward. So I took a break, and that was about when, just before the first, we had the first lockdown. So it took a bit of time and sat back because there wasn't really much going on. And then I started listening to new music. People were bringing out songs. It just kind of started. It just went from there. I knew how to do an interview. I'd listen to many interviews. Let, let's let's do that, but let's do it in a more casual manner. Mm -hmm. uh, let's have a bit of fun, not take it too serious. It just sort of went from there. Uh, not only that, but I've also been promoting the songs, as as you know, and anybody else that follows me on Insta knows I, I promote the songs and that. This year, I've started to do TikToks with those videos because it oh. makes sense. Um, How's that going? How are you finding TikTok? It's it, 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 it sucks up a lot of time. Mm. And I'm not talking about creating the videos. I'm talking about consuming videos. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So creating videos, it's easy. The first video I made, the date was so high up that any phones were not. We're cutting out the date and I'm like, there. So I had to <laughs> refine it. And every, every, every video I put out, I'm learning. I'm always picking up new stuff. I'm always making changes. It either works or it doesn't. The last video I put out, the text was slightly over. It was fine on Instagram, but it was slightly out on TikTok. I can't win. Yeah, so. Yeah. I just I just love hearing those, those new songs and uh, I'm looking forward to getting, getting out and going to see live performances again because you just can't beat that atmosphere. No matter, like you could watch it online, but it's just not the same unless you're there in person. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing like it, though. It's mm -hmm. like seeing, you mm -hmm. know, a band live or performing live for, yeah. for bands themselves. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, having an audience there. We did a few live streams in uh, lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> we were OK, but thank God it was just our friends and family that were watching them. Like, because 
you know, we tried to get the software to work and the software wouldn't work. And then and we actually were, it did work. It was working. <laughs> we weren't aware of it working. So we were arguing on camera with it being recorded. Like, so yeah, I mean, you can't, you don't really do that. Oh, on you stage. can't read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the joys of live streaming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Should actually add that in. Be prepared for interviewees to interview you. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you, though. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. It's not very often I get asked questions. Uh, yeah. I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ash just what, 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 what was in store. We now know. So, dot, dot, dot. We'll find out as it happens. It's now time for. I said to you beforehand, the quick fire round. It's not so quick, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so I'm going to ask you some very random, not random because you heard the previous podcast when we were talking. So let's get things going. Favourite foods? Favourite foods. Uh, sushi. Pasta and tomato sauce. Pa- yeah, he's very boring. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the contrast. <laughs> I like Chinese food too. I like all food, I mean. But sushi and China, Chinese Asian food, I think. My next question. Pasta <laughs> He's going to stay with pasta. You would expect more from a Frenchman, wouldn't you? You'd expect yeah, some camembert. It's, it's, it's simple and very nice. Okay. Next question. Oh, fair <laughs> Favorite swear word, if you have one. Favorite swear word. Or a curse word. No, but they're French. Does it work? Yeah. Bordel. Bordel. Okay, mine's fuck. Why? Because I feel like there is like pain relieving qualities to saying the word fuck, and there's so many different ways you can say it. You can say. Oh, you go sorry. (laughs) You can say it it in a, you know, in an angry way, Uh, in a funny way. You can say you know it. It has. I don't know. I just feel very very limited. Uh, swearing in English because uh, I've got way more options and I think I like having options <laughs> yeah I mean the C word like I know that in Scotland it's like oh you can say but like I for me it's a bit, no, it's a bit too rude for me like after living in London I'm like, she oh, okay. is very polite she is very very I polite, polite. <laughs> I only say fuck when I'm inside in the house and yeah. it's like yeah, because I'm swearing myself. every time and everywhere in the in every languages. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, uh, yeah, like I, the eh, same fuck in that. Yeah, stubbed my toe. I stubbed my toe a lot, and it's the first reactions. Oh, uh, you know, just because it, it's painful in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, but. I can be polite. I, I have my, my, my polite voice if I'm talking to other people, but if I'm talking to friends and it's now kind of went over to family as well, <laughs> swear words come out when I don't mean them to. <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah, just depends on the conversation and whatnot. Kirsten, what is the French for fuck? Is there a French word for fuck? I've got many. I would have you many. Have many <laughs> you have many options. I would say that the, 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 the most obvious one is putain. Oh, wow. Bordel, what I was saying earlier, is, could be one of them. Ah. And then you yeah. could combine, well, I mean, well. That was... Let's not get into <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> we need to call me back for another interview. I think. <laughs> <laughs> In the French sessions. Oh, the French language, it's so colourful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, I used to, I was speaking about that with someone a long time ago. He told me flourish, and I really like the, it's a very flourish language. Oh, it is flourish, and, yeah. And, and I, I thought it was really... Uh, on the mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the money. On the spot, on the door, yeah. Yes. On the spot, yeah. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't oh, have any. I've never one. embarrassed myself. Like, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's boring as hell. Uh, no. Um, most embarrassing moment. I don't know. Mm. I'm sure there are many. Yeah. There's many. <laughs> there, are, there may be many, but I may have forgotten them because... <laughs> They may have occurred after a few drinks. <laughs> yes, yes, probably. Um, well, I'm very, I'm very uh, clumsy as a person and very accident prone anyway. So every day is an embarrassing moment for me. So it, it's difficult to define which one is the worst. Yeah, I'm really trying to remember which one. Mm. But I think I've got kind of a denial type of mind so i kind of <laughs> bury <laughs> these moments somewhere in, uh, in the sea of trauma oh, I, i've got an embarrassing moment from recently for you or for me for me oh. <laughs> as well because i came up to you you were involved oh dear so we were at we were at uh, the blues kitchen in camden yeah <laughs> yeah and i remember why and once. i came <laughs> and i had, had, had a few too many drinks sorry guys don't drink but i'm just saying <laughs> Uh, I, I, I came up to him and he was chatting to... I was chatting to an old friend. An old friend, uh, that, that he's I a musician. From, yeah, from... He's a musician, he's an old friend. And I go, I'm a great songwriter when I'm not drunk. <laughs> and then walk off. <laughs> and then walked off. Yeah, it pretty much happened like that. Like, <laughs> what was going through my head that I thought that I needed to say that? I mean, so yeah, that was pretty cringe. That, yeah. was, that was up there, sure. How did you recover with that sort of, you know, her walking in and then <laughs> exiting like that? How did you recover? No, I think we kept on chatting. <laughs> well, you know, that's the good it. thing in London is so many weird things happen that that's kind of... Oh, that's nothing. That's, that's nothing like, because although I've, it, I've seen way, way more... Well, you've seen bigger in... freaks than me. Is that what you're oh, trying yeah, to say? Oh, yeah, especially in coming at night. I mean, <laughs> 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 you're not prepared. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was about it for me. Mm. It was a big thing for me, but not so much for you. And you're getting away with not saying your most embarrassing moments. No, so... because I can't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> lucky for some, lucky for some. In the Ooh. previous podcast, that is got to listen to i shared one of mine yeah fun times are you going are you going to share it now again no did you not listen to the full podcast no well you'll just need to listen you'll just I'm need to listen, have to, listen to the end now yeah yeah i tell my most embarrassing story of all time it's and it's a, and it's like it's a good one it's a really good one <laughs> i want to uh, say it as soon as we finish here yeah <laughs> but not so embarrassing but it was embarrassing because i was on call with my brother uh, the other night uh but I treat myself to dominoes as, as you do got the dominoes i'm sitting right here where i'm talking to you now had the box i'd opened the, the dip 
I'm thinking, right, I'm going to sit, I'm going to watch something on TV, go be a good night, happy. I've got the box, I've got the sauce. The sauce isn't sitting in the pocket thing, it's sitting on the box. Yeah. And I'm holding it this and I'm ready to pick up my phone. The sauce falls and in spectacular slow-mo to me, oh. the sauce just goes everywhere. No. Oh. Yeah. Did you manage to get it off everything? I did. It, it, it landed It landed on the floor. It's, it's a laminated floor, so it's not too bad, oh, but it landed on, but so much of it landed on the sofa, and I'm just like, oh. so. I've spilt, so I really feel your pain. I really do. <laughs> uh, and it's it's the you, you know it's that typical dip that you get with a uh, with, with Domino's pizza. Yeah, the garlic one. Yeah, I've never had to clean that up because I've never dropped it before, and it's like <laughs> I'm using tissue to clean it up, and it's not enough. And oh, just oh no, ugh, just oh. yeah. But never knew, never knew. Uh, yeah, yeah, we live and we learn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Biggest pet peeve. The what? Oh, you won't understand. So the biggest thing that gets on your nerves, like... That annoys you, that infuriates you. Oh, there are many. <laughs> a little thing, that, but it really pisses you off. Exactly. Oh, there are, there are so many. There are, there, <laughs> there are so many that... <laughs> um, I don't really have these things because I'm quite a patient person, quite tolerant. I don't know. I don't really. Oh, maybe I have one. Mm-hmm. You know, when people, I mean, like, it's just classic stuff. It's just like cliche stuff when people chew with their mouth open or something, like, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. Or, mm. or when people are really noisy when they eat, mm. like, just overly noisy, and you're, you're just like, what's wrong with you? Like about that, I don't know that stuff like that. Yes, yes, but it that doesn't is, really infuriate me. That is very annoying, though. Um, when people try and get on the underground, when you're trying to get off. Oh, that's awful! <laughs> no, there, there is even worse. No, 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 no. There is worse. It's when you're, when you're, <laughs> when when you're heavily heavily loaded. You've got loads of stuff on your back, on your shoulders. You've got bags, guitars, suitcases, and everyone see that in the underground everyone knows that it's hard for you to move so instead mm-hmm. of letting you go first into the into the carriage into the train mm-hmm. they're all going to go, go first in, to go first and so you're every like, no, no, i can't move i can't go in <laughs> i hate that yeah i hate that i want yeah I, I just want to swear at everyone in french in english in italian in spanish i mean in every, language <laughs> in every language i can possibly know well you're a guitarist <laughs> as well so you usually have a lot yeah, of things on yeah. you you and, have a guitar and that's and a that's pedal board. every time killing me like, wow yeah but <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, not that big a deal i mean like <laughs> yeah i mean you kind of have to be a bit tolerant living somewhere like london i think yeah it's hard to be tolerant in the in the tube, though. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's like a special zone where like mm. anything goes. Like you can be as rude as possible to people. You can be as, you know, not that we're rude, but people are rude. Oh, I'm rude sometimes in the end. He's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, pet peeves, man. Mm. 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 I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk about that underground stuff in the bonus part of the podcast. I'm kidding. Not. <laughs> <laughs> there is no bonus part. Uh, 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 if you had your own cocktail, I the band had a cocktail or just individually, mm. what would it be called and what would be in it? Oh, oh dear, 
Well, you're the one who has cocktails. I'm the one that drinks cocktails. You like a, you know, a well, cheeky, first, fruity cocktail. And we st we're, <laughs> we're starting to think about the merchandising and a beer called Scarlet, Scarlet Brewery. No, we're not. Listen to him. Cut <laughs> well, that out. Cut that uh, Every out. rock band has their own beer. There is Kiss. There is Iron Man. I think every there is rock band. There is, uh, yeah, yeah, there is... Um, That's utter, utter crap. There is motor, no, no, no. Loads of rock bands. There is Motorhead. <laughs> Uh, loads of rock bands have their own. We're not brewery. doing that. Just um, disclaimer: I'm the boss here, and we're not doing that. So absolutely not. Yeah. You're we're saying not having... the Scarlet Brewery. It would, have to be, it would have to be a French martini, wouldn't it? But with whiskey in it. Oh, so the, the pale ale saint. Are you still talking? What are you doing? I'm, oh. I'm brainstorming. <laughs> um, Important about. Yeah, I know it's obviously a very touchy subject. We didn't realize it would be controversial. Um, yeah, beer thing, you never mentioned that to me. You mentioned now, just it thinking now. in an interview. It's the right moment to talk to me about these new ideas, right? Uh, a French. A French martini, but probably with whiskey in it. I don't know how a cocktail no, bartender you need, would you make need that to, work. You need something for the color. The cocktail absolutely needs to be, to be red or something. Well, you put food coloring in it. They don't taste no, of anything. No, no, no. Ah. Don't well, announce that on the podcast. <laughs> you're the <laughs> one that's talking about our own branded beer. I don't even yeah, drink beer. Yeah, but we can see kind of a local brewery or something and have a... Well, anyway. <laughs> this idea. The answer is we don't know yet, but... Uh, the, the, yeah. The, um... Maybe an alcohol-free drink, a mocktail. I don't know. Some sort. I don't know of any red cocktails. The scarlet, the scarlet on the rock. Scarlet on the rocks. Yeah, I like the, that. Yeah, yeah. A bloody scarlet instead of a bloody mary. Oh. Oh, I hate bloody marys. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least you've got the color right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not playing Tabasco in my drink. What is this pasta? Sorry <laughs> to anyone that likes bloody marys, but it's yeah. very acidic. Bloody mary. Oh, let's it's not get very, into it. Well, anyway. Yes. So, sorry, Cameron. I would say a French martini with a twist of some sort, a Scottish twist. Yeah. Um, uh, a red Russian. A red Russian. Nobody's Russian here. No, but white. You've got white Russian. Okay. Okay. Uh, you've got loads of Russian. <laughs> no, Next <red>. question. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, I'm a rum person. Uh, I, like, I do like the old Captain Morgan. So, just, nice. Just, Going out, out there, but a lime and coke. I'm simple. I'm simple. <laughs> well, that's nice. So, I mean, if we have a gig in Scotland, we will invite you and we will get you a, a drink of Captain Morgan's. Oh, no, it'll be me treating you guys to a drink. Okay, well, we're not going to argue with that either. So. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is evidence I will not be editing this out. So you can hold me to it. Like you said, you promised. I can play it to you. Well, here. I mean, it's recorded now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, favorite single, or it could be an EP, or it could be an album, Ooh, and who it's by. Of all time. Of all time. Well, it can be, or what you're currently listening to, either or. Oh, well, there would be so many. Mm, um. Oh. Well, I've got to know time. Um, does it have to be a single or can it be just a track on an album? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, well, yes, what? <laughs> it has to yes, be as in yes, either or. Okay, so, uh, so I would say maybe How the Gods Kill 
by Danzig. It's such a great track. How the Gods Kill by Danzig. Yeah, it's an amazing track. Just love it. Just always go back to that track. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, recently, what have I been listening to? Mostly PG Harvey recently and a bit of Nine Inch Nails, as always. Oh, it's hard to decide. Um, I would say this mess we're in, PJ Harvey. Oh, yeah. So, of the moment, anyway. I mean, it's too hard to name favorite song of all time, I feel. as a hard one. as a hard one. You know, favorite album could maybe do, I don't know. Our favorite album would be different though for me. I yeah. Think. Yeah, I think I would say In Rocks by Deep Purple. Yeah. Hmm. I'd maybe say either Heroes, David Bowie, uh, or mm, maybe Lodger. I don't know. Mm. Any Bowie album. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know if that helps with your question. It doesn't, doesn't I suppose. I don't know. That's up to the listener to decide. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think what I've been listening to lately. I can't remember the name of the song. I just remember that they're, they're an older European band, so that they're before my time, uh, called Pussycat. Okay. And she's just got a very, Lead Sigurds has got a very distinctive voice. And I don't know what it is about the song. It's something haunting about it in a mm. good way. Mm-hmm. And I keep, I, keep, um, I keep coming back to it. And I don't know. It's, uh, I wish I could remember the name of it. I can play it. I can play it in my head as well. I just uh, hold on. Let's check this. Let's check the Spotify. Um, yes, the podcast is available on Spotify, folks. In case you're curious. <laughs> yes. A self plug. Um, no, you got to. And obviously, you've been listening to Locked in the City today, so. I have been. Yes, for those that haven't, um, it is available in the rundown new music playlist, best of twenty twenty one. I'm doing two minds, we're not going to put it in the 2022 playlist. And then if you're bringing out new songs, you yeah. might just add them to the new playlist. So. Okay, whatever way. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the song's called Another Day by Pussycat. Another Day by Pussycat. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah, I mean, I think that we kind of fall into that habit of listening to the stuff that we've always listening to mm. and especially if you've got artists that were around for a long time, mm. they've got so many different albums that mm-hmm. it's like you're always discovering. But it's like, it's been important to me recently to try and listen to new music and new bands because there is so much good music coming out now. It's just, you have to look harder for it. Yeah, you really have to look hard. You really have there, to look there is for definitely it. very good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure you're going to hear that uh, in a mainstream way. Yeah, and they're not that underground in their aesthetic. No, Uh, no, even um, like that Spires you were telling me about, like they're, you know, they're not that underground or anything, but they've not come up on the Spotify Mm -hmm. algorithm and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. It's all that matter to you. It's all that matter to (laughs) you. Time, that's right. But that's that's the whole point of doing this as well, is to get those uh, artists recognised more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there's a lot of hidden gems. Mm-hmm. But you have to dig, and I keep on digging. You know, dig, dig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, we're 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 approaching the end. Oh no! Where's it? Where's it going? 
asked where's that gone oh my god yeah look at squash. yeah crazy <laughs> crazy where can everyone find you and your music so <laughs> spread the social media spread the music platforms where <laughs> where where all right okay so you can find us on instagram uh scarlet saint music at scarlet saint music mm-hmm. and on spotify as uh, scarlet saint scarlet saint and everything will be released in the same uh, yeah. artist name and you can you can uh, find us on every platform yeah every streaming platform if you use apple music or if you use Amazon Music, is it? Yeah, all of them. All of them. All <laughs> We're of, everywhere. All of them. We are everywhere. Account. We're everywhere. If you want to find us. We've got Facebook as well, Scarlet Saints. We've got Facebook. We don't use it as much. Yeah, for nice. We, yeah. we do have it. We're trying to work on our website, which mm-hmm. will be a central place for everything. Mm-hmm. But right now, Instagram, Spotify, and all the streaming sites is the main thing. And there you go, folks. There you go. I can say that uh, what they've said will be available in the description of the podcast. So the Instagram link, link to the music on Spotify. It's my main platform I use. So yeah, it'll all be there. So all the songs featured in this podcast will be listed below. I'd like to thank my guests for joining me. Mm-hmm. It's been quite the interview. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank you too. Thank you so much, Cameron. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. And I look forward to taking you out for that drink whenever you come up to Scotland. For sure. For sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Definitely. All right. We'll take Definitely. Care. I will do. And folks, uh, we're going to end on a quirky little track from Awkward Family Portraits that came out on the 14th of January, 2022. It's called La La Bod- How does it go? La La. No, I'm not going to sing it. It's La La Bodega. Thanks, folks. Goodbye. There's a place that I know that you might like to go. It's called La La Bodega. Where the gin makes you sin and the beer makes you cheer. La La Bodega. You'll be wined and dined, entertained the whole time at La Lambadega. A true forbidden fruit, there's only one root to La Lambadega. the air people gather there to share songs at la lambadega traveled from near and far they tell their stories from their guitars at la lambadega a place for everyone a constant slice of spanish sun always at la lambadega all come sing and dance You'd be a fool to miss a chance Down at La Lambadega Lambadega
There's a place that I know that you might like to go. It's called Labadega. But it's time's been and gone. It's not remembered in song or dear Labadega. Goodbye, Labyrinth.